This is Psalms to God, Season 1, Episode 43, An Ambassador to the Kingdom of God. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com slash ambassador. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 23. CSB. Welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. So today is the end, the end of the Fruit of the Spirit series. And so I could have done a review. Um, Initially, my plan was to bring in a guest and do kind of a review of all of the fruits of the Spirit. But then I thought that might be a little monotonous, a little redundant. And I realized that more so than talking about what we've already talked about, what I really wanted to do is talk about why we talked about what we talked about. So instead of having a guest with me, it's just me, and I wanted to go over some of my motivations for why I wanted to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, why I think it's important, and where we're going from here. So why did I choose that topic? I initially had so many other ideas for the podcast, where I wanted to start, what I wanted to talk about. Um, I have notebooks upon notebooks of ideas and half recording podcast episodes um, from when I first bought the mic and decided that I wanted to create a podcast. And eventually I decided that's not where the show should start. One of the things that I learned Um, and I actually learned it from the guest who was in the first episode. It's called Defining God. One of the things I learned in the conversations that I've had with that particular person and some of the subsequent arguments that I've had is that words are very important. They're not important, but they are important. Um, Every word has a definition and a connotation, but surprisingly, we don't always actually know the definitions of the words we use because we go off of connotation. And a lot of times we think a word means X, Y, Z, and it actually means something totally different. Not, maybe not totally, totally different, but um, for instance, 
Uh, the other day I used the word um, compelled. I think I said compelled. And I meant it in the sense that like, you know, I just had like a, like, like an, an urge to give something to someone or to, to do something. And when I said it, the person was like, so you were forced to do this. And I was like, what? And then when we looked up the definition, it actually meant forced. And I, di- I don't think of the word compelled as meaning forced. I think of it as like an, like an external thing suggesting something to you. Um, and so it was interesting because the connotation I have of that word is actually different than the actual definition. And what I found is that when you have conversations with people, when you talk to people, particularly when you start crossing cultural lines, um, we use words. And the word that I'm saying means something totally different to you than what I mean when it comes out of my mouth. And it's very hard for us to know that. We have a lot, I've been in a lot of conversations where misunderstandings have happened because of the things that are said and what I thought I was saying and what they understood were completely different things. And I've noticed that when we talk about religion, that is a big, big thing. What we say, when I say I am a Christian, what you think I mean by that is not necessarily what I actually mean. People add their assumptions and their own connotations to things. And when you say the word God, you know, first of all, that's just a generic term for a deity. You're not actually specifying which God you're talking about. Um, But even if I specify that I'm talking about the God of the Bible, I'm talking about the Most High, um, you have people have different ideas of who he is and what it means to worship him or to serve him. And I think that a lot of the people I've met who are who have given up on God or who are disillusioned with Christianity or with their relationship with God, a lot of the things that I hear people say are more about mankind, mankind's man-made religion and man-made traditions and ideas than it is about who God actually is and what the Bible actually says. Um, And I thought that by starting with the fundamental traits that we receive from the Holy Spirit when God is indwelling in us, it would help to set a foundation of one, what it means to follow God, and two, who God actually is. I think that, you know, there are... I would say two groups of Christians. There maybe three, but you have the Christians who believe that there are no rules, right? They love to quote that we are free from the law and they have a tendency to live this lifestyle where it's like, oh, I can do whatever I want to because Christ died for my sins, which is not quite the way things work. It's like, yes, he died for your sins. You don't have to die because you made a mistake, but that doesn't mean you are free to just go out and do whatever you want. But then on the other side, you have people who are very legalistic, who are, um, you know, they like rules, they like structure, and it's like, you can't do this, you can't do that. And a lot of the rules are not actually biblical. Uh, Some of them might be biblical, but A lot of them, you know, it's like, oh, you can't wear earrings. You can't dye your hair. You can't, um, women can't wear pants or whatever. And they come up with all of these things. 
And this is how they define what it means to be a good person or to be a follower of Christ. And it's not actually biblically based and it's, it's very um, constraining and confining. And oftentimes it becomes hypocritical because most of the time they pick the things that they can follow or that they like to follow and leave out the things that they don't want to deal with. And so the world sees these, you know, two ideas and, and there becomes a lot of confusion because a lot of what, you know, Christ said religion was and what he actually told us to do is lost in this. And I feel like as I stopped and I started meditating on the fruit of the spirit, I started to see what it is that Christ wanted from us. One of the biggest concepts in the New Testament is that it's is, is surrounding this idea of the law and, and of the new covenant and what it means now to be a follower of Christ. In the Old Testament, you had the Mosaic law and it was do this, do that, do this. And if you don't do this, these are the consequences. And a lot of things, the consequence was death. Pretty much all of the Ten Commandments, if you broke one of them, you were supposed to be put to death right off. There was no time for repentance. There was no, I didn't know any better, et cetera, et cetera. It was just kill them. We're done. It's over. Um, but, you know, when Christ came, he fulfilled the law. He didn't change the law. Let's be clear. He didn't change it. He fulfilled it. And so he died for us so that, you know, if you go out and commit adultery, you don't have to be killed. If you go out and you tell a lie, you don't have to be killed. You just repent and you try to do better. But there's a lot of confusion, like I said, in these two camps about what that looks like and how that manifests. But there is a verse in the New Testament where it talks about, it's actually in the Old Testament too, it's prophesied. I'll link the verses in the show notes, um, the prophetic foreshadowing of what's coming and the actual statement of it in the New Testament. Um, it talks about how God would write his, his law on our hearts. And this goes into the concept of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. It's no longer something that's external, something that is dictated and told to us. It's something that we inherently are compelled to follow. Um, we are convicted to follow because the Holy Spirit is dwelling within us and helping us to have a character more like God. And when you hear what Christ tells people, so for instance, Christ says, if you've lusted after a woman in your mind, in your heart, then even if you haven't acted on it, you've still committed adultery. He tells us if we are angry with our brother without cause, then we are guilty of murder. And so all of this is an internal thing. And when you look at the fruit of the spirit, if you look at the verses surrounding it, it tells you what is not of God and then it tells you what is of God. And these are the traits, they're fundamental to how, if you're embodying those traits, it dictates how you will behave. If you have love and you have joy and you have peace and you have patience and self-control and um, you know kindness and gentleness and all of these things, that dictates how you treat your fellow man. That dictates the fact that you're going to go out and help those who are less fortunate than you. All of the things that God told us to do are going to be embodied in 
the fact that you are portraying these particular traits and they work together. It's very hard to embody one of these traits, for instance, love. It's very hard to love people if you're not patient with people. It's very hard to be patient with people if you don't love them. And so a lot of these things are honestly traits that a lot of people who claim to be Christian do not show. And I think that is one of the problems that that arise when you start talking about God and Christianity because people look out and they see people who do not exhibit these traits. These people don't look anything like the God that they claim to serve. And so then you have people who are walking away from the people, but declaring they're walking away from God because we as followers of God are essentially ambassadors in the purpose driven life. There is a beautiful depiction of this. It's a beautiful analogy where it says that, you know, when we are saved, we become members, citizens of the kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom. Jesus is our king and we are in that kingdom. I, I'm not an American citizen. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. And we are put into the world as ambassadors. As, you know, imagine the church is actually like an embassy. It's, you know, a... A, a brief section where God's kingdom is coming into contact with America, a secular nation. And we're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ, ambassadors for this kingdom. We're supposed to be showing people what our kingdom is about. And so if we do not accurately reflect what the kingdom is about, people are like, I don't want nothing to do with your kingdom. I don't want nothing to do with your God. I don't want nothing to do with you. Um, I'm going on my own. And that's what we see in society. And so there are a lot of things that I want to talk about. There are a lot of, you know, things that are happening that are more man-made tradition. There are um, more interesting things, prophecy, everything else in the Bible. But I know that there are people who listen to the podcast that aren't sure where they stand, whether they believe or don't believe. There are people who believe but maybe have different ideas of who God is or who they're serving. And I wanted to start the podcast with something that was fundamental, something that was laying a solid foundation for who the God is that we're serving. And I thought that the fruit of the Spirit was the perfect thing because like I said, these are the traits that God puts within us that are supposed to help us be those ambassadors, it's supposed to teach us what we're supposed to do. And everything that we say, do, think should boil down to these traits. Um, there is the saying, you know, about what you say. Is it is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? And when you think about that kind of a concept, I think our lives and our actions should also boil down to these fruit of the spirit. Are we acting in love? Are we acting in joy? Are we acting in peace? Are we acting in um, self-control? Are we acting in gentleness or in goodness or in kindness? Are we acting according to the spirit? And that dictates whether or not we are doing something 
actually in the name of God. Like if God actually told us to do this or if we're doing it and saying it's in the name of God when it's not. Um, Because a lot of things have been done in the history of Christianity that were said to be done in the name of God, in the name of Christ, that were not of God or of Christ. And I felt like I couldn't just jump into talking about what those things were or why they were not of God without establishing who God is. So that is why I wanted to stop and spend a whole season talking about words that on the surface seem very fundamental, very trivial, but they're words that we don't talk about often. We don't throw those out. We don't hold ourselves up to a mirror and say like, how am I acting in patience? How, how am I doing with my, with my love and my compassion? How am I doing with my joy? Um, we don't talk about that. I, like some of the conversations, if you go back and listen to the episodes, you'll hear both me and the guest saying, like, this is the first time I've ever really sat down and just started talking about this particular word or this particular topic because it's not something I think about on a daily basis, but I think it should be. And so in these two months that the podcast will be gone, hopefully, you know, you might go back and listen to some episodes. Maybe you'll think on the past episodes, you'll think about these fruits of the spirit, see how they're working in your life, see how you can implement them better in your life, pray for them, pray for God to give you those fruits, pray for him to work on you in the areas that you're struggling. And most importantly, Um, For those of us who have decided to follow Christ, pray that we're accurately portraying who he is to those that we're coming into contact with. And for my listeners who haven't decided where they stand or what they believe, you know, I hope that this gives you a better picture of who God is and who he who we as Christians are supposed to be. Um, You know, we are human and we make mistakes. So we are never going to be perfect ambassadors for Christ. We're never going to be able to show you a perfect picture of who it is that we're serving. Um, But I just really wanted to give you a clearer picture so that people who are saying they're Christians but are not actually following Christ at all do not drive you away from the creator. Um, you know, it's it's perfectly fine for you to be driven away from them if they are, you know, horrible people. But I wanted to kind of set an idea in your mind of what it's supposed to look like and to help you kind of come to that realization that, you know, if you're meeting people who are hateful and, you know, spiteful and impatient and rude and always depressed, and all of these other things, um, not to say that depression cannot affect Christians, um, but just, you know, this general negativity, just, just a cloud of negativity hanging, uh, over their heads. That is not the embodiment of the Holy Spirit. That's not what we're supposed to be looking like. And so I wanted to kind of paint a picture of what it should look like just so that you know the difference between people who are saying they're a Christian and maybe at the beginning stages of their walk or um, may just be saying it just to say it. And so that is why I wanted to start here. That being said, 
this is the end of season one. I am mystified that I actually made it through this season. I, When I started in January, I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't know if this was actually going to take off, if it was going to be a flop. I wasn't sure if anybody was going to listen. And um, here we are. So I want to thank you guys for listening all this time. Um, Even if it's your first episode, thank you for listening to this episode. (laughs) And I hope that the topics that were presented, that um, it was beneficial for you guys, that I didn't just ramble like a crazy person, that things made sense and that you know, that you thought about things that you may not have thought about before or that it reminded you of something or that it inspired you um, in some way. And I hope that, you know, this can continue. I want to interact with you guys more. Um, I will definitely be needing people for season two. Season two will be kicking off in January Um, I already have an idea of what the theme will be, um, but I wanted to take some time to really flesh it out and develop it. That's why I'm taking two months um, in between. And so if you're interested in being on the podcast, definitely contact me. Um, If you know me personally, you can always just reach out personally. If you don't know me personally, um, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or through the blog. or just comment on whatever platform that you actually listen to this on. I know SoundCloud has a comment feature. I'm not really sure about iTunes, Google, Spotify, things like that, but um, the show notes are always linked in the description, and so you can always go to the show notes, and then that will take you to the blog, and there's a contact me section of the blog. So that will be a thing. Um, Because I am a researcher, I am fond of surveys, so I will also be linking a survey in the show notes and on my social media page to get your feedback about the podcast. Um, Nothing is perfect. There's always room for improvement, and I think also because you guys are the ones that are are listening to me, um, so hearing what it is that you want to know about, if you have questions, topics that you would like to hear... um, you know, format of the the podcast, something that just irks you. It's like, this would be a great podcast if, you know, she didn't do this or she didn't have this sound in the background or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, all types of feedback are welcome because I want to improve the podcast. I don't want it to stay the same. And, you know, three seasons from now, I'm listening to the episodes and they sound exactly like they sound in the first season and there's no improvement. That would suck. That's a horrible, it's a horrible thing. So, um, you know, however you feel comfortable giving feedback, please do and know that it is greatly appreciated and that I will definitely, if I can do something about it, I will do something about it. If not, then I'll probably just respond and tell you why it is the way it is. Um, but most things I think I could probably try to help with or to to do something about so thank you guys once again i am so happy um to have been able to do this it's a great experience and i will see you guys next season